A cake can be a picture-perfect moment for your wedding. And they taste good too, which is very important. I'm Georgina Pryor. And I'm Anne Chanderson. And we're both marriage celebrants here to help you plan your big day. When I think about planning my wedding, I think about the dress first, then the venue, then how it's all going to come together. And the cake is something that... I actually haven't given any thought at the moment, but I mean, we're just around the corner from your wedding, Georgie, so what are you doing? Well, in fact, I'm a person who's passionate about cakes. I love cakes. The best part of a wedding for me, if well, bar the, the joy, is the cake. I and thought you were going to say the wine. <laughs> <laughs> I was tossing between the two. At our wedding, we've decided to do smaller bite-sized things. And we're having family members make it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a big responsibility for them and one that they'll probably really enjoy. That's it. I'm noticing that lots of people love jobs and they love to feel included and I think they look forward to that, they never tell you, that little speech where it mentions their name, thanking them for their contribution to their day. And those beautiful family members who, on Tim's side particularly, have these recipes that they've handed down for so long why not have the beautiful slice that Tim grew up with and have the cake that Diney is so great at making? Let's have all those things and everybody can enjoy them. You're lucky that you come from a family where everyone is good cooks because that would not happen in my family <laughs> and I would be straight away calling the best cake person I know because nobody can cook. <laughs> Look, we have a backup plan as well because people are travelling. For some reason, they still want to make cakes with a destination wedding. Oh, remind me not to touch them. They might be stale. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we might have to learn some tips on how we can travel with cakes. I think that's important. And there is a lot of different ways that you can have a cake. So a lot of people are doing even cheesecakes these days. We have different tiers of different cheeses. There's yep. also the donuts where some people, you know, put donuts together. I love that as an option. And cupcakes. And of course, you can have different flavours of cakes. I've been at a wedding where there was six or seven cakes and they just got so many different flavours. So everybody could pick the one that they wanted, which, you know, the Black Forest sat there for a while. But But what about, you know, when you cut the cake, which one are you going to cut? We're cutting the roast. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. We're cutting our roast dinner because we feel like that's a little bit more us. There's probably a bit of phobia with me with the cake and that's probably why I've started on going with cutting the roast because Tim should have got in a little bit of trouble at our friend's wedding. Why is that? Tom and Charlotte got married uh, November a couple years ago and Tim, in his drunken state, Put his fist through the cake. What? Put his whole arm through the cake. Oh, my gosh. I would be absolutely <laughs> furious because do you know how much these cakes cost? And do you know how long they take to make? I... And do you know how important that is to have that photo of cutting the cake? I would have been ropeable and I probably would have sent Tim home. Everything that you said, I have said to him 40 times in a much louder decibel. Did he get it? He didn't care. And what about I will the bride? Let me explain that too. Now, Charlotte and Tom are very close friends of Tim. Doesn't and matter. Tim was a groomsman. <laughs> and, but I find Charlotte a very organised person and I wouldn't want to mess with her plans. Um, like putting a fist through a cake. Like putting a fist <laughs> through the cake. However, Charlotte just laughed. 
Oh. Laughed, gave him a cuddle, told him it was hilarious. Wow. And Tom has now whispered to me that what goes around comes back around. Oh, so you're not going to invest in an expensive cake for that reason? Look, if I did, I feel sorry for the baker. However, it might make for a good story, but uh, best of luck to my cake. If, <laughs> I'm sorry, Nellie, Tim's mum, if you've made it and... There's a fist that goes through it. It was only karma and it was due to come back around. But a lot of people do love to have that cake, so we probably should catch up with an expert about how to choose the right cake for you. Tower Armstrong is a self-taught cake designer who founded Don't Tell Charles. She created the first original concrete cake and is the leader in the buttercream cake movement in Australia and worldwide. Thanks so much for joining us, Tower. Now, what's the most popular style of wedding cake? It's weird hearing you talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The most popular style of wedding cake... There are so many styles these days, but our most popular would be the concrete cake. So it's a cake, totally edible, uh, buttercream cake, made to look like concrete. Now, the concrete finish goes pretty much with anything, so flowers, chocolate decoration. In terms of what the market likes, at the moment, people are really into kind of abstract art-looking kind of cakes. And the Naked Cakes, do you guys know what the Naked Cakes are? We only just looked it up the other day, but explain to people who might not know what the Naked Cake is. We have two different words for it. I think dirty iced and you think naked. (laughs) That's the first time I've heard dirty iced. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe I'm making my own names up. Uh, Yeah, maybe. You can start a new trend, dirty iced. It's actually quite a few years now, but it's a rustic look for people, you know, vineyards and stuff, uh, kind of weddings, they really still love this look. So in terms of a cake, you've got the cake layers and then the fillings, which goes in between the layers. And then once you've done that, then you're going to cover it with a layer of either ganache or buttercream. If you're doing ganache, most of the time they do like a layer of fondant over uh, on the outside. So a naked cake basically doesn't have the outside covering. So you can see the layers of cakes and the fillings in between. So it it makes for a very rustic, organic look. So naked being it doesn't have, I guess, clothing on the outside. (laughs) It's not all wrapped up. I've just done a quick Google while we've been talking and naked and dirty iced are both appropriate. I didn't make it up. And I did look at the concrete cake. I absolutely love that because it isn't something that I have seen often. So do you think that that is the new emerging trend? Yes, definitely. People are really catching on to it, especially city-style kind of wedding because it's more um, industrial, it's minimalistic, um, which is what the trend. Yeah, it's it's edgy. And it's very versatile because you can pretty much style it with any kind of decorations, any colour combo because it's grey. And you've got yourself a really nice looking cake. The thing I've got to ask though, it's it's concrete looking on the outside, but you said it's buttercream on the inside. Flavour is huge in terms of cake. I need a cake that tastes good. Do people still buy cakes that taste good or are they more concerned about the looks now? Well, I guess it depends. So if you ask Vietnamese in particular, in our culture, the wedding cake isn't 
a big thing. So it's more for looks. It's more for the photos. You just cut the cake, get a photo, and that's it. So they don't really serve cakes at Vietnamese weddings either. If you ask a Viet, what the the cake tastes like is probably not that important. Now, my clients love their cakes and, you know, they get over-enthusiastic about it. And me, as a Vietnamese, sometimes I don't understand why they're so excited. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) for some people, the cake is the main focus of what they like about the wedding. So for those kinds of people, you know, what it tastes like is just as important as what it looks like. So what are you finding at the moment are the most popular flavours? So you've got buttercream, but are people still going for, you know, the the mud cake? And traditionally you would see like the, the fruit cake in there as well, which I personally don't like. Ooh, fruit cake. <laughs> but is people still choosing different flavours for different layers or are we seeing mainly just the one flavour? Well, the fruit cake is kind of like a <laughs> a different era of cakes. I don't know anyone that would make fruit cakes anymore for yeah, wedding cakes. Good. So I in, don't enjoy those at all. I think that was a public <laughs> service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the, I guess in the era that we're in, which is modern contemporary wedding cakes, the flavours are quite contemporary as well. So for our clients, Chocolate and salted caramel would have to be the very most popular flavour. So you've got chocolate cake, uh, salted caramel buttercream, and also a drizzle of salted caramel in between. Oh, yeah. You're making me hungry. (laughs) So there's a bit of bitterness in the chocolate and the salted caramel, so it kind of balances out the sweetness and the richness. That's always a a crowd's favourite. But I know... Um, you know, like Harry and Meghan's wedding, I think they've done lemon myrtle and elderflower. So that's something that's quite out there. Uh, but definitely if, if someone's going for a contemporary looking cake, usually they'll love something different in terms of the flavour as well. I love it when you quote our mates Harry and Meghan's cake. <laughs> <laughs> Are you finding a lot of people are doing a dessert table as well as the cake these days? Yeah, people are going nuts. The events industry, I guess, prior to COVID, was just going nuts over these dessert table setups. So you have a main cake and then you have, you know, macarons, cookies, cupcakes, and they're all themed to the colour scheme. But the cake will still be the main focus on the dessert table. So you just get more dessert. <laughs> We are seeing dessert tables, but are some people still using the cake as their dessert? And is that okay, do you think? I would actually recommend using the cake as dessert because I've made a lot of wedding cakes for friends whose wedding I attended. And, you know, by the time dessert's served, everyone's drunk off their heads. And then the cake comes out after the dessert. And there's so many hours put into making the cakes and half of the guests are too drunk to even realise that there's cake there. And so you end up wasting it. So, you know, not only from, I guess, from a a budget point of view, but, yeah, definitely consider having the wedding cake as your dessert instead. That's good. I'm budget conscious. That makes me very happy to hear that. (laughs) Or you can, like, cut them up and then bag them and then people can take them home. But, yeah, definitely don't just cut them up and leave them there. That's my favourite point that you've made. Me too. I love when you go to a wedding and then you're on the way home. Sometimes you're stumbling back to your accommodation and then you're like, oh, I've got that yummy cake I can eat now. (laughs) 
<laughs> cake for breakfast. Oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> now, travelling with cakes. This is something that some people are going to, you know, buy a cake and think that they can bring it themselves or some people are going to pay a cake maker to bring it and maybe pay a travel fee on top of that. Are there things we need to know about transporting a cake? Yeah, um, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have a story where for some reason I was in charge as a celebrant of moving the cake from the homestead to the marquee and I've never been so nervous in my life because this was a four-tier cake and I was just waiting for it to slide. (laughs) My friend Katie was in charge of putting the top on a cake and she was just so nervous too like we need you come on Tao you do these things for us. uh yeah well my only advice is leave it to the professionals so have nothing to do with the cake even for me who's done it for years delivering it's still my most hated part because it's so heart-wrenching you know like you especially if you're driving a three-tier cake and then you've got to move it from the car to the cool room and then from the cool room to the table. So if you don't know what you're doing, just don't do it. Wedding season is warm season. Moving cakes in a warm environment when you don't know what you're doing is just a recipe for disaster. So if you're going to go to the extent of paying someone to make your cake, then just pay that little bit extra for the delivery fee and then peace of mind. There you go. I think that's a really important point to make. If you are asking a friend to just pick up the cake for you on their way through, know that that's a really significant, huge request. (laughs) (laughs) Most uh, cake makers won't actually allow that if, you know, if they're experienced because if they're experienced and they would have had incidents where people picked up the cake and then ring them half an hour later, go, oh, no, it's it's all over, what do I do? It's a condition that if I make the cake, I have to deliver it. And I know that you actually travelled to New Zealand with a cake. (laughs) I travelled to New Zealand to make a cake, so I didn't bring the cake from Australia with me to New Zealand. I had a couple of workshops that I taught in Auckland. So I taught the workshops in Auckland and then hired their kitchen. It was at a bakery, so I hired their kitchen for an afternoon and baked their wedding cakes there. Then I froze it. And then I put them into my luggage and then flew from Auckland to Queenstown with frozen cakes in my luggage. Oh, oh my wow. God, they were so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to pay extra to this charge for this. I love um, it. And you travelled all that way with the cake in your bag. This is the commitment yeah. that your baker goes through for your wedding cake. Oh, it's such a journey. And then I get. Queenstown and then we because I stayed at the place where the wedding was going to be held so then I had to use the kitchen at midnight because that's when all the chefs go home otherwise you know during the day no way so I put the four tea cakes together in that kitchen at midnight the day before the wedding. Wow that's commitment and when it comes to wedding cakes how long do they last can we freeze them? Is that still a thing? Okay, so I can't tell you how long they last for because it depends on what kind of cake it is. But for our cake, usually let's say if the wedding is on the Saturday, we will say eat the cake within, you know, two, three days after the Saturday, store them refrigerated or freeze it straight away. So if you've got leftovers, just freeze it straight away. Even better, if you work out with the cake maker, let's say you order a three-tier cake and you've got 100 guests 
and you know that roughly that three tier cake is going to give you maybe 120 serves, then tell the kitchen to reserve the top tier, which is the smallest tier, and wrap it and freeze it straight away after you've cut the cake. So then you've got that portion frozen without being cut and potentially drying out, and then you can just serve the two bottom tiers. As a cake maker, if a couple comes to you wanting a cake, what is your dream client? How do you want them to explain their vision? Do you want them to know their flavours already, or do you want them to kind of let you guide them? It's a little bit of a mix. When a couple comes to me, what I normally ask, if they've got a colour scheme, you know, invitation, whatever they want me to match to their theme, that's great. But send me a picture that is non-cake related. So I don't want to see a cake, whether it's mine or someone else's work. I want to see something else. So whether it's a painting, something that draws their eye to. So that inspires a new design better than looking at an existing cake design. It reminds me of hairdressing. Don't bring in, you know, someone yeah. someone's hairstyle and expect <laughs> it to be copied. <laughs> but usually when someone kind of has an idea but not too much, that's the best because then you can work with them to nut out things together that they wouldn't have thought of before. Usually when someone spends too much time on Pinterest and they come in with a folder it's hard to kind of pitch designs because I've got such a fixed idea already. So, yeah, a, a mix between knowing something but not knowing too much is the ideal. Yeah, don't over-research. Just find something that's guiding you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Go by feel. As always, we do a checklist. Everything you need to know about selecting your cake. Naked cakes have been very popular over the last few years, especially for a rustic look for weddings at venues like vineyards. But concrete cakes are what's in right now. They're edgy and perfect for a city wedding as they have an industrial feel. Most couples are going for contemporary flavours. Yes, you heard it. The fruitcake is out. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about chocolate, salted caramel, or even lemon myrtle and elderflower, which is what our mates Prince Harry and Meghan did. It takes three days for a cake designer to bake a cake, so keep that in mind when you think about transportation. Get them to bring it to you. A lot can go wrong and you don't want their hard work to be destroyed or worse still, be left with no cake. And guys, it's okay to use the cake as dessert. It's a win-win to save money and to make sure that everybody gets a taste. And last but not least, if there are leftovers, which sometimes there's not, it's best to freeze them straight away. Even get the kitchen to not plate up the top layer and pop it in the freezer on your wedding night.